Hello, welcome to Know Before You Go, a program of the Dominican Central Province of St. Albert the Great that allows us to take a look ahead at the upcoming weekend's readings. I'm Father Jim Marchanda, and I am happy to celebrate with you the Feast of the Epiphany of the Lord. This is a marvelous feast. As a matter of fact, it's a rather radical feast. As I've studied the readings, which I've preached on for 50 years, as I've studied them this year, I realize that these readings are among some of the most radical we could have. And I'm not sure we celebrate the Feast of Epiphany thinking of it as a radical feast. The readings are from the prophet Isaiah, and then from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and then from the Gospel of St. Matthew, that gives the account of the Magi reaching the child Jesus and giving him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We know the story so well, right? But I think sometimes we can romanticize the story and not realize its radical nature. We see beautiful crash sets in our churches, and we make sure we place the arrival of the kings at the right time. I remember in her ceramic class, my mother made some of the most beautiful sets of three kings I've ever seen. But that can all be too romantic. Those are the details. Those are the ornaments of the epiphany. But the epiphany challenges us to radical ways of thinking, not to romance. I'd like to start with the gospel and work our way back to the prophet Isaiah. In this gospel, we have the account of the three kings coming to worship the child Jesus and give their gifts. They were foreigners, foreigners. It must have been thought that the child Jesus, the promise of the Messiah, was something reserved to the Jews alone, something reserved to Israel alone. But guess what? Just a few days after the birth of Jesus, we see that it is not reserved to them alone, that in fact foreigners were welcome to the good news, the greatest news of all time. Foreigners were welcome. Men, women, people who not, didn't even expect something like a Messiah coming were welcomed into the news, were welcomed into the message, were welcomed into the mission and plan of everything that the Christ came to us for. One of the most radical messages that we receive from this gospel is, how do we welcome foreigners? A world is riddled today with foreigners fleeing for their lives and fleeing for better lives. How much of a welcome do they find? How much of a welcome do they find in our own country? How much of a welcome do they find in our churches? Can we understand the radical nature and the radical welcome that this gospel is presenting to us, it is not presenting romance. It is not presenting the opportunity to sing a lovely song, We Three Kings of Orient Are. Those are all the dressings around the feast. 
It is asking us to accept the nature of welcome that is far beyond what we are used to and far beyond what we are comfortable with. My question to you is, how comfortable are you with foreigners? How comfortable are you with welcoming foreigners to our land, with welcoming foreigners to our church, with welcoming outsiders into our way of life and thinking and prayer? I think it's a challenging question, and I don't want to tell you how to think, but I do want to ask you to think about it and to wonder about it and to ponder your own welcome of foreigners, whether you do it directly or whether you do it through your church or through your country. Moving back then to the second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we hear also a very radical reading in which St. Paul says, I have come to see that the Gentiles are now heirs, equal heirs, to the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's mind-blowing. I don't know if we realize it. That is mind-blowing. All of a sudden, people who have never heard of the Messiah, people who may not have wanted to do anything to do with the Messiah, people all of a sudden are welcomed and they are heirs, equal heirs to everything that the Messiah has to offer. People who weren't waiting, people who didn't observe all the Mosaic laws and rules, people who didn't live the traditions, people who by all Jewish standards didn't deserve to be considered as heirs or as equals. Isn't that a lesson for us? Isn't that something for us to ponder? That Paul is telling his own people I have come to see those on the outside have a right to everything that we have been waiting for, whether they deserve it or not, whether they have earned it or not. In God, all people have a right to be welcomed, to be included, to be brought in. And we must find ways of getting more comfortable with what that means. How are you with that? What is your judgment about whether or not people should receive all that you've spent your whole lives studying and preparing for? What is your opinion about whether or not they deserve to have all that you have? I have my opinion, and I'm not going to tell you what to think. I ask you to let it take hold of your heart and cause you to ponder today how welcoming you are of people who might not have worked as hard as you have for everything in faith that you do have. How welcoming are you toward those who may not appear to deserve what we have because they haven't done the homework. But in God's creation, guess what? They are welcome. That is the radical nature of what Paul is saying to the Ephesians. They are equal to you Jews who have spent centuries waiting for this Messiah. Without having waited with you, they are now equal heirs.
try to grasp and grapple with how radical that reading is. That pushes us back to the first reading of the prophet Isaiah, which is so beautiful, announcing to Jerusalem that her time has come. Her time has come and a light is shining upon her and she herself is going to become a light to the nations. That's what you and I are called to be, a light to the nations. That's what our nation is called to be, a light to the nations. That's what our church is called to be, a light to the nations. That's what each one of us are called to be, a light to the nations. And we are so inclusive. We are so welcoming. We are so accepting of people who haven't done as much work as we have done to get here. We are so accepting of their presence among us and with us that we realize we are now God's instrument for being a light to the nations. My friends, Epiphany is a tremendous feast, a tremendous feast. But it is not about we three kings of Orient are. Those are the outside, external, superficial details. It is about the depth of each one of these readings that calls us to a radical acceptance of outsiders. How does that play in your way of thinking today? How does that play in your thoughts about borders? How does that play in your religious thoughts about who is deserving of Eucharist or not? Who is deserving of membership or not? We have our rules. We have our ways. We have our definitions. We have our parameters. We have all of that. And yet the scriptures tell us, the word of God tells us, I will never be limited by your rules. I will never be limited by your definitions or traditions. The word of God bursts into our lives and asks us to burst open with a welcome and an acceptance of peoples so beyond who we are and what we are. And the question today is whether or not we can celebrate epiphany with the fullness of all that these readings call us to. I invite you to think about it, to pray about it, and to open yourselves up to as much as these readings would have you receive. God bless you.